0: The financial markets are made up of bulls and bears, but when you listen to most trading gurus, it seems to be all bull. Who to trust? The one who puts a fire under your butt with candlestick flames? Or the one who says you should trade Fibonacci, but you still find yourself losing money 61.8% of the time? It's time to go straight to the source and get the truth about what's working in the markets today with your host, the founder of Top Dog Trading, Barry Burns. Hey, my friend. You're in here today with PopDogTrading.com. And today our topic is how to determine the best time of the world for day trading for you. So I get this question a lot. In fact, it is one of the most common questions I have received for years and years and years. So, hey. Let's put it out there and address it directly. All right. So when people ask this question, I know the answer that they want is something very concrete. They want me to say a five-minute chart is the best time interval or a 60-minute chart or a three-minute chart or a two-minute chart or whatever. Unfortunately, I can't give you that answer. I would love to I know it's frustrating, believe me, I get it, because I like concrete, direct answers as well. And if I could do justice to your trading, if I could serve you well by giving you just a very definitive answer and give you one time frame that's the best, I would absolutely do that. But if I did, I'd be leading you astray. I know, now you hate me. Well, that's okay. I'm an acquired to dislike, so... (laughs) Hopefully you hang along with me long enough to understand that uh, the things that I'm sharing with you, even though they're not always definitive answers, um, they're in your best interest. So there's an old Chinese saying that I, well, just made up. And that ancient Chinese saying I just made up is the dollars are in the details. You may have heard me say that before. And this is another one of them. Hey, if this was easy, and if they were just quickie cutter rules to follow, and it was like putting together an Ikea bookshelf or something, well, not that that's easy, but again, if it was just very formulaic, then everybody would do it, and everybody would make money, right? But no, so you've got to be better than the person on the other side of your trade, and the dollars are in the details, that is absolutely very true. So here are some of the details on how to choose the best time interval for your trade trading. All right. Rule number one, it's the size of your trading account. This is where you really have to start. Money management and risk management are way more important than anything else in trading. And I'm incorporating into money management, risk management as kind of a subset of that. So, yeah, candlestick patterns are great. Indicators can be fine. Moving averages, good. Price patterns like multi-bar price patterns of support resistance around head and shoulders, double tops, triangles, wedges, all that stuff. Excellent. You should learn all of that. However, more important than all of that is money management and risk management. So, that's where you must begin and end and everything must be immersed in your strategies for money management. So when it comes to determining the size of your trading account, when it comes to deciding uh, the time interval, then, here we go, uh, you have to look at the size of your trading account. And one rule that you could use, different people use different percentages, I'm not going to dictate to you what percentage you should use, but uh, a common one is that you should not risk more than 2% of your trading account on any one given trade. And a lot of professional traders, frankly, risk even less. One half of 1% of their trading account on any one given trade. So now that is going to influence the time interval of our charts. First of all, let me make one thing very clear is what I'm talking about. We'll just use 2% as an example. So if you're going to say, I'm not going to risk more than 2% of my trading account on any one given trade, I'm talking about from where you enter to where you place your protective stop. So not if you're buying a $10 stock all the way down to zero, all right? Uh, Then that would be pretty challenging. So we have to determine what our risk is. Now, if you're holding overnight, then, well, personally... I always like to hedge my positions, so then I'm including the risk of my hedge into that 2%. Now, if you keep going smaller in your time intervals, you're going to find that the range of the bars are more narrow range with regard to how many dollars you'll be risking on each trade. So the way that you do this is you just start out with a time interval, whatever. You just choose one randomly, basically, maybe the one you're using right now. And then you look at the swings, the swing highs, the swing lows, places where you'd be getting in, where you'd be placing your entries, and where you'd be placing your protective stops. And you ask yourself, okay, on this time interval, would the vast majority, 80, 90% of the trades, would they require me to risk more or less than 2% of my trading account. And if it's more, then you've got to go down to a faster or shorter time interval for your bars. Because again, the shorter time intervals will make the bars more narrow range with regard to the dollar amount risk on each trade. And if it is smaller, then um, 80%, 80%, 90% of the trades is going to be like less and you're willing to risk more. Uh, Let's say you're risking 1% now, and you said I'm willing to risk 2%, then you could increase it and make it a longer time interval if you wanted to. That would be an option. Now, another, this is rule number two, so that's rule number one. By the way, I'll post all of these rules on the show notes. So number two is you got to avoid the noise. So here's the problem with going down to too short of a time interval. When you go to too short of a time interval, then sometimes... You're just trading in the area of randomness, chaos, noise of the market. And you're getting too close to the algo trading, high frequency trading, which trade based on very different rules, all different kinds of rules based on uh, whatever uh, patterns and and systems they have set up. But they're trading very differently than you and I are. So that's very much about technology. And it's just, they're, they're not, I heard It's hard to even consider them traders, but I guess they are. But the point is, they're not trading the same way that you and I are, okay? So therefore, we need to, if you go down a real short time frame, then you just got to make sure that the patterns that you trade, the setups that you're trading, are happening consistently at that lower time frame and following through. So you just go through a bunch of days and ask yourself, okay, here's a setup would that have worked, here's a setup would that have worked, or... Am I just in the grind, right? Am I finding trade entries just while the market is going sideways and it's noisy? If so, then you are in the zone of the noise. And you've got to get out of that, meaning you've got to go to a higher time interval. Now, another one is your psychological issues. So, in fact, there's two aspects here, psychologically. One is how much time... Do you need to see your setup, analyze the setup, and execute the trade with confidence? And this will vary from person to person. I cannot give you that gift, right? You've got to give yourself that gift of determining how much time you need to find your setup, analyze the setup, and execute the trade with confidence. So some people can make real quick decisions. Others, a little slower, need a little more time. One's not better than the others. It's just how you are, how your brain functions. So that's something where, again, I would say on a demo account or a simulator, start trading on a particular time frame and then, you know, trade it, but with funny money, not with real money, and see, okay, am I comfortable at this speed, how fast these bars are forming and seeing my pattern, seeing my entry, executing, having total confidence. And if not if it's too fast, okay, then you go to a slower time frame. Maybe a 3-minute chart's too fast for you, so you go to a 5-minute chart. And there oh okay, now I've got more time to see the setup, analyze it, and execute my trade. And by the way, this may change over time. So as you get more comfortable with your trading methodology through repetition and experience, then you might find that you're able to go to shorter time frames because now it becomes an issue where, well, with my trading methodology, for example, we measure five energies of money flow. And we look for those uncorrelated five subsets of money flow to be all bullish or bearish concurrently. So when people start trading my methodology, they actually have a checklist and we always do it in a certain order. Step one, is it bullish or bearish? Money flow issue number two, is it bullish or bearish? Number three, four, five. And when they're all aligned bullish or bearish, then we take the trade. So now when people first start trading my methodology, they're literally following that checklist because it's brand new to them. So they will go down to step one. Okay, check. Do we have step two? Uh, Yes, we do. Okay, check. Uh, Do we have rule three set up? Money flow. No, that one's bearish. Okay, I wanted to go long, so therefore I am done move on to the next opportunity. But as people start trading my methodology for, well, again, it's going to take a different amount of time for each person, but with a lot of repetition and experience, all of a sudden, the brain starts to just acknowledge the patterns, see the patterns, and they don't have to go step one, two, three, four, five. I certainly don't. But it is a good place to start. But after a while, they just get these patterns ingrained in their brain cell. They can just look at a chart and they're like, yep, that's it. Or nope, that ain't it. And so then if they choose, they can go to a faster time interval because now they don't need as much time to analyze the trade. Now, the other one, rule number four is also a psychological issue, and that is your personal need for trade frequency. And what I mean by that is that the shorter time intervals will give you more trades in a day because there's going to be more bars in a day. And that can be a very good thing because one of the really big challenges for day traders is getting bored when markets don't set up with whatever uh, trade strategy that you have and a half hour goes by, an hour goes by, two hours, God forbid, goes by... And you know what happens, you get distracted, you get bored, you get frustrated, you get distracted, you start checking your email, pull up Instagram, start looking at some pictures and cutesy quotes, Um, you know, text people, whatever, watch YouTube videos, turn on the TV, whatever it is that you do, and of course, Murphy's Law, you look back at the charts And your setup just happened, and you missed it by two minutes. I mean, that just seems to be the way it is. Almost like the markets are watching you through your monitors to see when you are not paying attention, and then, boom, they jump on your setup. So I don't know why that happens, but it sure does seem to happen that way, doesn't it? So the point is, you need to determine, okay, how frequent do I need to trade? Now, if you're a, uh, a chess player, for example... You might be really disciplined at focusing and just keeping your attention on the market when nothing really is happening. But most people, well, that's probably why chess is not so popular in a lot of countries anymore, is because most people consider it boring. I personally happen to love chess, but for a lot of people, it's boring, boring. And so actually, they came up with speed chess, which is a lot of fun. You might want to try that. I i Used to play speech chess a lot, so um but they did it so that yeah, it'd be more exciting, more fun, and game can be over really fast so you're you're fighting the clock, and that 's because well, they acknowledged, hey, most people in the world today they don 't have the long attention spans they used to, so let 's speed up our game, maybe we 'll make chess more popular again, okay, well, with trading, you need to again give that gift to yourself, how frequent do you need to trade? So, that you don't get bored, distracted, and miss out on trades. Obviously, shorter time intervals again are going to give you more trades than longer term time intervals. Then, uh, number five, and the last one we'll cover today is the average daily volume of the market you're trading. So, again, I can't just tell you, well, here's the time interval that's the best for day trading because, well, wait a minute, you haven't told me. Are you trading stocks? Are you trading futures? Are you trading Forex? Commodities and wait, which mark, which are you trading a stock that averages five million shares a day or that averages a hundred thousand shares a day, or maybe it only averages ten thousand shares a day. Right? And if you're trading futures, well, the e minis, well, they trade a lot more shares than the yen does, for example, the yen futures. So that's gonna make a huge difference. A huge difference. So, a couple of different factors in there. The more volume that a market trades on a given day, we're talking about average daily volume here. The essentially, you can use a um, a faster time interval without getting into the noisy zone of the market. But if you use, um, for example, tick charts, all right. Now, we're getting into a little extra, and I'll make cover this on a different episode. But if that's assuming you're using time-based bars, but if you're using tick charts, which are not time-based, then a faster interval interval on a high-volume market might make those bars form too fast, and you might not be able to, going back to... um, Number three, rule number three, you might not have enough time to analyze the setup and trade with confidence because those bars will form very, very, very quickly. And now the less volume that the market trades, the more noise on a smaller time interval. But on tick charts, you get more trades Uh, If you use the faster tick intervals, because they just won't have as many bars. So there's a plus and minus. There's a give and take. Hey, like most things in trading, right? If it was simple and was all black and white, then, well, like I said at the beginning, everybody would be doing it. But one of my favorite quotes is A.L. Williams once said, successful people do what unsuccessful people are unwilling to do. And this is a great example of that. This is a great example because most people don't get into this kind of detail when they determine their time intervals, right? They'll use oh Fibonacci numbers for their time intervals or something like that. That is absolutely useless. Oh, here we go. Another heresy from top dog trading. But uh, yeah, I have zero interest in using Fibonacci numbers for time intervals, whether they're tick charts or anything else that is absolutely meaningless, sorry. Uh, They can be helpful in providing support resistance levels, but not for your time intervals. Just makes, I mean, there's no logic behind it whatsoever. What I'm sharing with you is logical. What I'm sharing with you is practical in the real world of trading because it is based on money management, number one. And number two, mind management. Got to manage your money and manage your mind. Those are the two issues that we're talking about here manage your money and manage your mind those two things will then determine what is the best time interval for you on any particular given market you are trading and again you you will have to use different time intervals for different markets based on the average daily volume well I hope you enjoyed that and got some out of it. If you did, I would love for you to go ahead and do two simple things. Number one, subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. That way you'll get updated or Google Play Music, Stitcher, whatever you're listening to this on. And leave a rating and review. It takes about 30 seconds, gives you good karma. And both those actions push me up in the ranking, so more people find it, and then helps me to continue to help you. In addition to that, whether you do that or not, I'm going to give you something for free. As it's my top 10 trading rules for success. This is very, very practical stuff that really works to bring real and dramatic change to your trading results. A little mini course that I'll give you so you can try before you buy or we're trying not buy, whatever, <laughs> no obligation at all. It's a PDF special report and three videos in this mini course. Get it right now by simply going to onlinetradingtowin.com forward slash 10 rules. Again, onlinetradingtowin.com forward slash 10 rules. Oh, by the way, that's 10, T-E-N, the word 10 spelled out, not the numeral 10. So onlinetradingtowin.com forward slash 10 rules. Go there, get it for free while you still can. You've been listening to the Online Trading to Win podcast with Barry Burns. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher and leave a great review. For more information about our free indicators and courses, visit OnlineTradingToWin.com. Neither online trading to win, Top Dog Trading, nor Barry Burns are registered as securities broker-dealers or investment advisors, either with the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission or with any state securities regulatory authority, and are not licensed to provide investment advice. Trading and investing involve substantial risk, financial loss even above the amount invested is possible and common. We do not imply, predict, or guarantee that you will be successful in earning any money whatsoever. Past results of any individual trader are not indicative of future returns by that trader and are not indicative of future returns which may be realized by you. We do not assume responsibility or liability for your trading and investment results. This is provided for informational and educational purposes only and should not be construed as investment advice.